Do you really want to live forever? That's the hope, the goal, the the final act of the Easter story, eternal life. And it's the last line in the Apostles' Creed that we've been studying this term in chapel. I believe in the life everlasting. But is that what we really want? Sometimes when I talk with people whose lives have been hard, full of pain, the last thing they want is for life to go on forever. We might be fearful of death, but we can also fear to live if living only means continuing, our our shadow at morning striding behind us, our shadow at evening rising to meet us, our health failing, our body shrinking, our mind unravelling, our pleasures fading. Eternal life could be a terrifying wasteland, as T.S. Eliot put it. But what if eternal life was not just endlessly ageing, but what if it was all the things you wanted? Endless youth, freedom, delights, all our desires met. Is that the hope of Easter? A never-ending, all-you-can-eat buffet, streaming service, pleasure playground. Well, the Good Place TV show, which some of our Year 12s have been watching in ethics with me, it is set in an afterlife, and they do eventually make it to the Good Place. Sorry, that's a spoiler alert. Uh, But in this Good Place, they don't age. They enjoy the company of their soulmate for eternity and their answer to their every wish is yes. Eleanor and Cheedy, the main characters, they have everything they want, but they want out. Cheedy tells Eleanor that he worries that he's not interesting enough to keep her eternally happy. And he's right. You see, if we think that the message of Easter is that we get an eternal life that is up to us to shape and define into our own personal bliss, well, then we're actually only going to disappoint ourselves and others. You see, I know that even in my wildest dreams, my wildest dreams aren't really worth knowing, especially not for eternity. I would grow tired of serving myself and I would want to, wouldn't want to inflict that on others either. Which is why I'm so relieved to tell you that everlasting life is neither of these things. It is not yourself endlessly ageing, nor is it endlessly entertaining yourself. Both of those are horrible hopes. No, the hope of eternal life that Easter speaks to is Jesus himself. In our passage that Primrose read, we are reminded of those famous words, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. We will not perish. That means we will not wear out or fade away in eternity. And we will be loved by God, not seeking our own selfish satisfaction. And how do we receive this eternal life? Well, it's through believing in him, in Jesus. In fact, in this passage, the phrase in him and through him are repeated four times in just four verses. The repetition is where the hope is. In him, through him, in Jesus, through Jesus. This is where real everlasting life is found. Jesus doesn't promise us some eternal self-satisfaction. No, he offered himself at the cross so that he can bring us to himself in eternity. Jesus promises to bind us to himself, to the Lord, the source of real, boundless, joyous, everlasting life. If Jesus is the source of life, the maker of everything and us, well then if we could meet our maker, then that would be a match made in heaven. 
because he's the only one who can give us not just eternal life, but life in all its fullness. And that's exactly what he said in John 10 when he called himself the good shepherd. Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. See, we might have eternity in our hearts, but when it comes to mapping out what our eternal life looks like, our minds are limited. We need to bind ourselves instead to Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, the one who brings life to the full. We must give thanks that we can be saved through believing in him. Thinking that we can understand what it means to truly live forever from our own experience of life now, well, it's like holding a glass of water and thinking we can understand the ocean. Jesus called himself the living water. And he told anyone who thirsted that they should come to him and drink and be satisfied. You see, eternal life won't be about endlessly pursuing the next desire or whim of our hearts. No, it's going to be about being satisfied forever. Satisfied forever because we will be with Jesus. That is hard to imagine, being completely satisfied, never regretful, never discontent, never needing to pursue satisfaction again. It's going to be truly living in the moment because the moment will never pass or fade because the moment that is eternity will be you in the presence of God himself, the one who never passes or fades. The Bible ends in Revelation 22 with a vision of the everlasting life of those who put their trust in Jesus and they dwell in a city and a river runs through it. It's the river of the water of life and it nourishes and sustains everyone in this city. This living water, of course, flows from the throne of God and of Jesus where we will see him face to face. The fullness of life and love will be our eternal presence forever. See, we won't grow weary of that which can't be worn out. We won't be limited by the one who knows no limits. We won't have any longings when we are in the presence of the one to which we truly belong. This is the eternal life that awaits those who believe in Jesus' death for the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of his and our bodies. May you believe this to be true this Easter.